Welcome to the Run Lift Mom podcast, where we're talking about running, lifting, and momming, not necessarily in that order. Today, we're going to be talking about all of them because we're doing another Mommy Masterclass, which is a format on this show where we take bits and pieces from past guest experts, and in this case, a special new one, about one specific topic. And in this Mommy Masterclass, it's pretty niche, guys. It's social media for fitness and wellness entrepreneurs. I know some of you listening are like, I'm not doing any kind of passion project. Guess what? Sorry, this show isn't for you. I will see you next week. There are many of you though that are listening that maybe have a podcast of your own. Maybe you have some sort of direct sales effort. Maybe you are a group fitness instructor or a personal trainer. You have a brand that exists online because these are the times in 2020. I want to give you the best. So without further ado, let's learn in this mommy masterclass about social media. All right, here to kick things off is Sue B. Zimmerman, aka the Instagram expert. This is a clip from season two, episode 12, linked in the show notes. And Sue is going to talk to us about why it's important to put ourselves into our message and why we should niche down to grow on Instagram. Yes. I mean, I want to make sure people are hearing you. A billion with a B. In the last decade, Instagram it has just experienced insane growth, and, and Instagram has the engaged users. Now, Sue, I've brought you on specifically to speak to health and wellness and fitness professionals. This is Run, Lift, Mom, and I know for a fact a lot of my listeners are, they've got a side business or a passion project in the Instagram space. I don't know what they're doing. Maybe they're like me and they sell sports bras. Maybe they're a personal trainer or they lead a nonprofit running group. I don't know what they do. Can you talk to us a little bit just about the trends that you've seen on Instagram with fitness specifically? Yeah. Well, you're one of the F's and I'm not talking about (laughs) F-bombs. Although I like to drop those too, but I'm talking about food, fashion, and fitness. And those are the three most competitive areas on Instagram. And in order to stand out, it's so important that you infuse yourself into everything that you do. Not just for these three industries, but more so because every other person is telling you, you know, how to eat well or how to, how to dress a certain way or, you know, how to, to exercise and get stronger. I'm all about getting stronger. And so we need your point of view and your credentials around your point of view, like what makes you the go-to authority or expert in your little niche. And so all these listeners need to really think how to niche down even more. So when I say that, it's like, what sex are you mostly talking to? What age group are you mostly talking to? Are you talking to moms or are you talking to moms whose kids have left the nest or are you talking to seniors like who is the audience that you want to be talking to and only only show that kind of information not your kids and I mean unless you can infuse them into the storyline but what I see as so many mistakes that people make is that I'm confused with exactly what your niche is
Becky Hoy is the founder and CEO of Brave Crate, which is a subscription box for military spouses. She also has a private community called the Brave Board. And in season two, episode 41, I had her spill all of her secrets to running a really great private group over on Facebook. You'll hear as she discusses community and private groups, her role as the concierge, and why making a glowing introduction is critical for a group's culture. Or asking of them. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, and this is not just for leaders, but also for anyone who's a member of a group. If your goal is to create engagement and to find new friends and to connect on a deeper level, one of the things I really want to encourage people to do is adjust your mindset about why you're in the group. And so the way I see my role is really more as a concierge than someone who is there just to constantly consume and consume and consume, whether it's the group I'm leading or the, you know, a group I'm a part of. So one of the things I'll often do is connect people in the group to one another. Um, So if you think like you go to a party or you go out for dinner with friends, they're going to introduce you to their friends, right? Mm -hmm. They're not just going to let you walk in and and be this silent person and never tell you who their friends are. So what I'll often do either in our group on Brave Board or in other groups I'm in is if a question is posted, instead of just answering it myself, I will tag other people I know in the group who I think have insight into the answer. For instance, I know in Brave Board, Susie, you were a guest expert for Brave Crate last year. And um, so if someone asks a question related to an area that Susie is an expert in, whether it's you know uh, running or minimum effective dose training, I will always even if it's something I could answer, I will always tag Susie to create that new connection between two people. I love Um, that. And here's the key. You've got to set them up. Like you have to give them a glowing intro the same way you would if you introduced them in real life. So if I was introducing you, Susie, to another friend of mine, and I wouldn't just be like, oh, hey, here's Susie. I'd be like, hey, this is my fantastic friend, Susie. And she is a knockout and she runs a podcast. She's a mama. She's an ultra marathoner. She's incredible at helping motivate other people. Like I would give you this. this stuff. But see, now I want to help you and I'm so, so flattered. I'm very eager to help whomever you're introducing me to. Yes. And here's the other sneaky piece of this is that now you are also more likely to introduce me to your friends. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of begins to set a standard that we are not just here to leave a short answer, but that, hey, my name is Becky and I'm here to make connections. I'm here to get deeper with people and to introduce people to one another. So if you become that concierge in a group, if your goal is in being there is to find new friends and grow your network and get more connected, this is the absolute best way, I think, to do that. (laughs) 
In season one, episode 27, I spoke with Tia Prevo from Dependent Work about networking. I want you guys to listen as she talks about the importance of a mastermind group and how you don't want to live on an island. Again, it's from episode 57 in the first season. Listen to my friend Tia. nature of being a military spouse. I was a remote colleague for a decade. Can you speak to having people um, in your network that kind of serve as like mastermind, like to bounce ideas off of, or just maybe they don't work in my organization or in my industry? Um, Do we need professional friends like that in our network? Definitely. It, it Sometimes it just helps to have somebody to vent about what's going on with your work, right? Like you need somebody who can understand from that standpoint of like, I'm so frustrated with this marketing or the social media campaign I've been doing. I thought it was so great, but I don't understand why I'm not getting a lot of engagement. Um, and you can vent those out to people that kind of are in your wheelhouse and understand what's going on. But also you can get insights to pieces of, okay, I want to move away from my blog. What other avenues should I use? Or how did you do it when you started your podcast? Um, You don't want to live on an island. And it's very easy for us as moms, us as business owners, us as military spouses, any of those categories you fit in that we fit into, um, to get isolated and depressed. And one of those ways to get out of that is to find people that are doing it at the same time. And it doesn't mean it needs to be they're all in the same place because that's how you're going to spark new ideas and innovation. Um, But to have that group or um, tribe that can, you can call on for different things. So maybe I go to um, Jenna Burt and say, Hey Jenna, like I have a friend who's looking at getting into the dental field. Would you be able to help them? Well, it's not necessary for me, but it may be for one of my other friends that's trying to do something else that I'm just helping them support so they don't feel isolated and alone on their journey. So that network is a huge, huge thing. You know your niche. You know the community you're serving. You maybe even have some strategies for them over on Facebook, and you know how to network. How do you do all of this stuff? You guys, I spoke with Jennifer Johnson, the CEO of SyncShare, about priority management in Season 2, Episode 28. Her personal experience as a mom of four led her to creating an app that automates for folks who are on social media. I want you to hear her talk about her personal journey. And then I'll also remind you that in the show notes, you're going to see links for all of these folks, including this app that may be a game changer for you. Here's Jennifer Johnson. When I was posting manually on Facebook for my business, I was showing up every day. I was posting manually multiple times a day and that was great. But then when I was on the social media platforms themselves, I would get bogged down with, you know, just scrolling through my feed and and taking down all these different rabbit holes and it wasn't productive. I was losing hours. And so what I needed to do was not only shift my time so that I could work let's say when my kids were in bed and I didn't have to you know, be on Facebook all day long, I was actually able to, to shift how I worked and, and be more productive. And so what I was able to do was work my business on Facebook without actually having to be on Facebook. And so that was the difference that SynthShare made for my business. I was able to 
schedule and plan out a post every single day for all the locations that I was wanting to post to without having to actually be on Facebook, losing those hours of time that would just like suck you in. So it was a big, big difference for me. I love this. You know, um, anyone who has a passion project or a side business, I mean, like the running joke is Facebook is the best place to go to get distracted. <laughs> and so you have created something, of course, that allows us to be consistent on that platform without getting sucked in or without getting distracted. Yes, exactly. And those distractions add up. I mean, you take an hour a day and all of a sudden by the end of the week, you've, you've lost hours of time and you're like, wow, what, what have I been doing? Well, you know, sometimes you don't realize it, but you're just passively scrolling social media and seeing things and listening, but you're actually not putting in that time working your business. <laughs> All right, and here is some new content. This is an extended interview with Brenda Sturr, who is a former technology executive and professor turned marketing consultant and agency owner. You guys, she is gold standard. She's been on this show before, season one, episode 47. Today, I have her on to talk to you about two things. Number one, privacy. How do you maintain some privacy for yourself and your family as you're sharing your health and fitness journey? And then finally, number two, how do we network with others, own that abundance mindset, and still make great business decisions? Here's Brenda Sturr. All right, Brenda Sturr, welcome to the welcome back to the Run Lift Mom podcast. Hey, Susie. Hey. You know, when I was thinking about a masterclass episode for people sharing personal wellness and fitness journeys, you are the first person I thought about because you are wonderful with social media and stories. Well, social media and stories, maybe, but not so much on the fitness side, girl. Come on. <laughs> oh, I have enjoyed watching your personal journey when you're doing those races. At oh, Disney. I'm telling you. Well, maybe that's true. I do talk a lot about um, mental health and as a part of physical health. So that's true. You're right. I do. I do talk about things that are health related. Brenda, a question a lot of folks have is actually about privacy, like social media in general. If I'm a mom of four kids, mm -hmm. how can I retain some of that privacy for my family, but still share myself on social? So I think it's very, very much of a black and white line. Um, when you're deciding what you want to share on social media, it's really making a very clear distinction as to what you want to be public and what you want to be private. So I, for example, am, I have a very, very black and white line as to what's public and what's private. So people feel like they know me, but if you really pay attention, I really rinse and repeat the exact same stories over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> so I don't talk about my um, family, my children, or my husband's health. I don't talk about things that are about my marriage. I don't talk about, I don't photograph anything in my house. It's not a public space. Mm -hmm. um, I don't ever, ever post where my kids go to school or really geographically, specifically where we live. I don't post, um, I don't post things that would be controversial, po political, um, overtly, um, inflammatory. I'm very, very black and white on what I post and what's public and what's not. So what I've done is created a story, a brand of who I am 
And if you pay attention, it's really the exact same story over and over and over again. So people feel like they know me, but really only know a very specific sliver of what I want them to know. So I personally choose to post my kids' pictures on social media. Some people don't. Maybe they say, I only want to post the backs of my kids' heads. Well, that's okay. That's your line. That's what's public and that's what's your black and white line. Some people say, I will not post anything about my family on social media. Perfectly okay. Then you're going to create a public space around your story, your brand, your object association, your emotional tone, and decide exactly what you want to be public and what you want to be private. If I'm hearing you correctly, Brenda, it's, you know, we can be comfortable sharing the things that we're comfortable sharing, but then also if it's appropriate to be vulnerable with the people we're connected with, that's okay, but it's on our timeline. Am I understanding that correctly? Yeah, absolutely. And there's, I think there's also a line of when you're sharing something vulnerable, there's still an aspirational transformation story inside of it. If I'm sharing I am, I'm struggling with anxiety and depression and woe is me. I'm a martyr and a victim is, is a very, very different story than I'm struggling with anxiety and depression, but here's what I'm doing to overcome it. Here's what I'm working toward. Here's the line and here's the progress and I'm pushing myself toward. Here's what I want to inspire you with. That's yes. a very different story. So a lot of people on social media will say things like, well, I can say whatever I want online. Well, yeah, you absolutely can. You can say whatever you want and your right of freedom of speech ends where my right of interpretation begins. So, you know, and then I decide if I want to do business with you or I want to follow you or I want to be inspired. So in the health space, what I coach my clients on who are on health journeys is I'll use weight loss as an example. And I have some clients who are health coaches and um, and I'm not a health coach. Let me be really clear. I'm not a health coach. I live on Oreos and Diet Coke. So, um, and Susie, you're very <laughs> inspirational because you're a runner and I do, I run, but I really kind of walk, run, jog, run. I do run Disney for the medals, not even remotely because I love running. Um, so, <laughs> but um, I have health clients and um, I coach about how to share their story because there's something very, very transformational and, and inspiring in somebody who's on a health journey. So the, the joy is in the journey. People want to see the progress story. They want to see the before and after. They want to see the momentum. They don't want, you, they don't want to see, um, oh, woe is me. Everything's miserable and my life sucks. Is very different than I'm really working toward improving something and I'm going to report progress and hold myself accountable to my audience. That's very different. So it's not just, it's people who think, well, I'm not perfect. Therefore, I, don't, I can't coach others. No. You can coach others because you are working on a progress story. Yes. You're sharing the journey. So what you decide to share, I think the line is that what you're sharing has to be viewed through the lens of something that's in, uh, inspirational or aspirational. And that is really what personal branding is about. We're putting content out there that's designed to inspire, uplift, motivate, educate, inform. We're putting content out there that truly is designed to serve or help others. So if my story can help others in some way, connect with their own success mindset, connect with their own um, feeling less alone because they're in their own, they're in their own anxiety space. And that's something I can say, listen, I've been there. I've literally been in those, in those shoes. Let me tell you how I did it. And let me tell you it's okay. And we will get through this together and I'll be here to listen. We create the aspirational story 
that somebody is going to be motivated to follow. So when you decide what you want that to be, and you decide this is my public story, you just ride that story all day long over and over and over and over again. And you're just sharing different angles of the story that are contextual for that moment. Now you might be bringing in certain um, objects that you continually reference. I call that object association. You might be bringing in emotional association of things that you want people to feel in your story, but you're really simply telling the same story over and over and over and over again, that they deserve progress. They deserve health. They deserve um, success, whatever your primary message of motivation is. I've got a health and wellness vibe to Run Lift Mom. Why is it important that I network with someone who maybe sells essential oils or does crafting outside of direct sales or makes signs or sells makeup? Sure. Well, I mean, everybody is more than their business, right? Everybody is more than their business. And for a lot of direct sellers and small business owners, the majority, uh, their business is a part-time or a side thing. And most of us have other lives. We have full-time families. We have full-time jobs. We have full-time hobbies. We have full-time interests. And the more we can connect on those other levels, on those things that we have in common, those shared values, those shared interests, the more we create friendships. And we do business with people we know, like, and trust. We do business with our friends. So if I'm um, somebody who likes to cook, for example, and I have children, and I, I befriend somebody who also likes to cook and I enjoy watching her cooking live shows. And um, I don't particularly sell cooking products, but I love watching her shows and I, she's funny and she's interesting and she brings her kids into the show and she's using, she's trying a new recipe. That's inspiring me to try something new as well. So that is where we start to make those friendship connections. We do business with people we know, like, and trust. The other major value is specifically for people in direct selling. And I know, Susie, your audience is bigger than direct sales, but for the purpose of just this example, when we're in direct sales, our news feeds tend to be consumed with people who sell the exact same thing we, we do. So everybody, you know, you're in all of the brand groups, all the upline and downline groups, all the graphics groups, all the buy-sell trade groups, you're in all the team groups, you're in every single group for your company. And your news feed is filled with people who sell the exact same thing you do. <laughs> You're not meeting new people when you're swimming in the brand pond. You're not meeting new people who could be great business partners, collaborators, part, uh, customers, connections, referrals. You have to swim in new ponds. You have to go make new friends. So one of the things I really try to facilitate in my communities is the intentional process of relationship building. I post things intentionally that spark conversation. They're not just... I'm a coach. Yes, I'm a business coach. And there are posts that I make that are very one directional, like this is how I think you should do this process. But there's also very intentional conversational posts that are, tell me what you're working on. Let's share successes. Let's share brag flags. Let's share ideas. Let's just have some fun. So there's intentional posts that facilitate those relationship building moments because we have to meet people who who are who sell something beyond what we sell cuz social media algorithms work such that you you tend to see more of what you engage on if the only thing you're engaging on are things from the company the brand or the niche that you sell in you're not going to be meeting new people 
And we need to meet new people if our businesses are going to grow. So we have to be networking beyond the, you know, the small pond. We have to swim to the ocean. Um, (laughs) We have to find new fish. We have to be making new connections continually and thinking about ways that we can serve and share before we think about, well, what can this relationship do for me in business? Um, We have to think about relationship value and creating collaborations. A great transaction is one where everybody wins. So, you know, Susie and I, Susie, we're doing a podcast together. This is on your business platform, but I'm sure I will share it on my business platform. And we both win because we're both meeting new audiences. This is a good transaction for both of us. So a good relationship is where we're continuing, continually building all of our network connections, meeting new people, sharing our message, going back to our story of what we want to be our public and our inspirational story. Um, your story is going to you know, transcend you personally. Your story is going to walk into the room before you do. Your character precedes you online because somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody knows you. <laughs> So you're, this is so important when we think about social marketing and why it's so important that once you decide what your public story is, it precedes you everywhere you go. There will be somebody who says, oh my gosh, her story is amazing. You absolutely have to invite her to be a guest, a host, a collaborator, a hostess, a friend. You have to invite her versus what you don't want to happen. Oh my gosh, she was on this one thing a year ago and she was so awful and whiny and negative. And oh my God, don't invite her. People are going to remember. So your story absolutely precedes you. And it goes back into what we talked about earlier about that, um, what you decide is public and how you decide you want your vulnerability to come through as an inspirational message and how you use that to facilitate community building um, on both your public channels as well as your community spaces. And it is absolutely what I am passionate about, as you can tell. If you want to hear more from Brenda, I've got two different ways for you to do so. Number one, this segment was part of a larger interview. You guys, it's a 20-some-odd minute interview. It is packed with great detail and value, especially if you are in the health, wellness, or fitness space. I want you to go over to my new show, Serve Then Sell. I'm linking it in the show notes. Click details or swipe up. You can also type Serve Then Sell. That's S-E-L-L, into any podcast player. The latest episode is that awesome interview with Brenda. It's brand new content. If you liked what you heard here, well, I've got more over there. The second way that you can connect further with Brenda is to go to theelitesuite.com, T-H-E-E-L-I-T-E-S-U-I-T-E.com, and she's got a great free workbook over there for you that I think is a blessing whether you are a new or tenured direct seller. It's called Kickstart Your Social Marketing Strategy. And again, that's theelitesuite.com. Thank you so much for listening to this Mommy Masterclass. Y'all, There will be more Mommy Masterclasses on Run, Lift, Mom. However, in Season 3, which begins next week, I'm going to get back to the roots of this show, and that is less than 15 minutes about running 
lifting, and momming. I'm going to get back to those roots in season three. We're going to talk a lot about modeling healthy behavior. I hope you will come along for the ride. If you are like, hey, hold on, I love the business and entrepreneur stuff over here. Hey, I've got a new show and I'm putting all of that business content over there. It's called Serve Then Sell. That's S-E-L-L, Serve Then Sell. You can find it on any podcast player. If you'll go to servethensell.com, that's going to take you directly to Apple. I know that's where most of you listen. You guys, it's on all of them though. I'd love to have you over there if you like this type of content. I also though wanted to go out on a high note. So thank you so much to my guests for letting me repost some of your content as well as to Brenda Starr for giving me a brand new interview. P.S. The whole interview is over on Serve Then Sell. It's waiting for you right now. Hey, and until I get into your earpiece again, remember for while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. That's from 1 Timothy 4.8. This has been the Run, Lift, Mom podcast. I am obviously separating Serve Then Sell from Run, Lift, Mom because do you want to know, I never, never had any intention of doing business episodes on Run, Lift, Mom, but Aaron Bradley, our CEO, said yes, and then Brenda said yes, and then <laughs> Subi Zimmerman said yes, and then suddenly I had all these business episodes. <laughs> I did not, like, that was never supposed to happen. So um, it's actually an example of me niching down. Like, I realized that I lose some of my Run, Lift, Mom audience, but my hope is that I can divide them to a degree. Thank you for listening to Run Lift Mom. This show is sponsored by Zaya 